I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I guess for now it's a good thing that this podcast is uh, not part of the uh, the Disney channel, <laughs> whatever, because <laughs> you guys are listening to it, right? Is it on? I think so. Yeah. So did you watch the Gator game tonight? No, I did not, and neither did anybody else that has Spectrum, apparently. And Disney, the mouse, don't ever mess with the mouse. Apparently, they have a, a contract dispute with uh, Spectrum, and strategically, you're watching the warm-up, we're just about ready for kickoff, and boom, <laughs> it was gone. And then a disclaimer by Spectrum on how they're uh, in a little bit of a dispute uh, for the rights fees. So, yeah, that was a, that was a shock. But the bars did well, though. I, say, I watched the it. game fine. I mean, did you? Not what sure. You you, not sure you wanted to if you're a Gator fan. But no, it wasn't going well. What what, yeah. what carrier are you uh, equipped? I got with? YouTube TV. So. Oh yeah, yeah. You watch three games at once if you want to. I watch. That, I have I have two TVs here in my office, and there's multiple games on both of them. So. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you know, the Spectrum folks in uh, my neighborhood uh, and others uh, not really happy with uh, with what just transpired, but. To your point, um, Florida Gators, man, not off to a great start with my former Wisconsin Badger quarterback area, Wade, uh, Graham Mertz, not uh, lighting it up too big there, Wade. No, and in Florida, this game is 24-3, and I think it's the fourth quarter now as, as we're taping this. I didn't think Florida played awful. Uh, there was a lot of mistakes. I mean, I, well, I think, what, three times on third and one, they had false start or illegal formation penalties. Yeah, that'll beat you. Uh, that they, will flat out beat yeah. you. They missed yeah. a field goal. Um, they forced Utah into a punt early in the game on fourth and three or whatever. They, Utah punts it, but they had two number threes on the field. <laughs> so it's five-yard penalty, automatic first down. Utah went down and scored a touchdown after that. I mean, it should have been like seven to six, and now all of a sudden it's fourteen to three. How does that call go? Is it like two number threes? Yeah, that's. I mean, essentially, it's two same number on the field. I mean, in college, we know that players, you know, they'll be two they double up, yeah. double up some numbers, and usually it's offense and defense. But on special teams, occasionally you run into that problem. Oh my god! So yeah, it's there's a, a lot really of mistakes from a young team. Early in the season, yeah. false starts on, on the, road the road in a loud environment. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, the merch threw an interception to Pearsall. There was a slant; he threw it early. Pearsall was expecting it a little in front of him. It was a little behind him. It wasn't awful, but off enough where the pass goes up in the air. It was picked off. That, yeah, that, and that was inside the twenty, so that led to a touchdown. So I mean. And well, look, Florida, Utah's Florida's a very young. good team, too. Florida's Utah's young. a very good other team. Than, other than the quarterback, Florida's pretty young mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah, they are. And and they're playing a really good Utah team who's won the Pac-12 the back-to-back years. Right. Now, Cam and Rising wasn't a quarterback, but their yeah. other two quarterbacks were pretty good. They were rotating, Barnes and uh, Johnson. Yeah, and, and they've played before, or at least uh, mm-hmm. the, the starter had played before. So. He'd started one game before. This was his second career start. So Yeah, so he's not completely new to it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean – 
it was never going to be an easy task, right? But no. you just like to have a little cleaner, cleaner aura yeah. process out there than than what they've had. Yeah, I think I saw Matt Baker say that they were what, and this is a little bit ago. Oh, for eleven on third and fourth down. Yeah, that'll you know, hurt. That's not gonna, you know, you're not gonna win on the road doing that. Not against a good you, team. You can't go over. You got to have three more plays, three more plays, three more plays, mm-hmm. and that's how you that's how you win. Otherwise, you know, you're just on defense all day and they'll, they'll roll down. Yeah. So now it's just starting the fourth quarter, so it's still twenty four three. Obviously, the Gators could come back, but no, they can't. Okay, <laughs> there's no way. Wait, Tom Jones back on this podcast? <laughs> well, yeah, spring loaded for uh, negativity. Absolutely. I mean, they're not coming back. <laughs> Seeing this movie. On the other hand, we got. Uh, I had to watch the uh, Fox broadcast since uh, ESPN was off, and it's the uh, the Big Twelve, um, Big Ten, or the Big Ten, Big Ten. That's well, right, Big, Big Eighteen 10. or whatever it is going to be. Now. Well, you know, I don't know where Nebraska is these days, but um, <laughs> Nebraska, Minnesota. Matt Rule in his debut, scoring a Carolina like seven points as we enter the fourth quarter. Seven to three, baby. Big Ten football. That's 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 what it's all about. Let me tell We're you. not even in the snow and winter weather yet. This is, I mean, August weather in Minnesota. Yeah, so is, it's yeah, best track available. But whatever happened to my man? And I like this guy, PJ Fleck. He was hot for a minute. Remember, like he, he could have gotten any job in America, decided to stay in Minnesota, and now he probably should have gotten any job in America. Yeah, I don't think he's recruited as well as as you need to there. Yeah, I mean it's tough in the Big Ten anyway, but mm-hmm. Minnesota kind of cold and all that. But yeah, but uh, you were in the West Division there. I mean, next year now they're. Probably not going to have divisions, but in the yeah. West. But now you had Luke Fickle coming into Wisconsin. You've got um, uh, the coach at Illinois, Brett Bielema. Yeah, you know you got you now you've got you got you know, Matt Rules at Nebraska now. I mean that that Western division for this year is getting tougher. Yeah, and if you're not recruiting, yeah. Well, college football is back, baby. It's week one. I'm excited as long as I get to watch a game before they all. <laughs> break their cable leases or some some nonsense like that. Uh, we got lots to talk about, uh, at least to keep you entertained here on this uh, Friday. And first, first of know. all, I hope everyone's safe from the hurricane. Yes, yes, um, very important. You know, it's amazing what a storm 125 miles west of Tampa Bay can do. Can, can you imagine if that thing came up through the bay? Oh my God! Yeah, and seeing the images out of Cedar Key and that up in Big Ben. Ooh. Well, like a bomb hit it. I yeah. mean, it's just and and we got you know in Tampa Bay and really further south, Fort Myers, all of that because of the uh, highest tide possible with the moon phase. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the uh, the surge, the uh, surge of, of uh, seawater and stuff was just un- unbelievable everywhere. I mean, you saw what it did, you know, all up and down the state, but certainly in South Tampa and on the beaches and uh, and everywhere. But um, you know, yeah, overall pretty unscathed somehow for this category three four storm whatever it was and um man we just you know and we're so early in the season we're bound to have a couple more close calls but uh there's definitely going to be some some damage on the beaches and some some homes with water in them all up and down the west coast it's just not Mm -hmm. good um but yeah hopefully everybody uh made it through without without too much uh damage and and certainly uh too much loss of life you don't ever want to see that but that's also also occurs in these uh in these storms Uh, not my favorite time of year i don't like i don't i like you know september means college football but down here it means you know you get 
you can get some weird like cancellation of games, cancellation of this or that, and uh, and, and these hurricanes kind of put you in a you know, kind of a wait and see mode. It's already already affected the Bucks schedule a little bit last week, but again, nothing uh, nothing too cataclysmic. So we'll move on. Um, and and again, by the time I don't know when. You're listening to this podcast. Uh, we are obviously taping it at uh, late Thursday night or ten uh, thirty Thursday night or so. Um, I wrote a story and I put it online. And it's likely to change this morning or Friday morning. Um, there might be some more details, or or, or it might even become uh, a little more contested. But Mike Evans, you know, he's he is the most productive Bucks player on offense that that ever lived. Um, quite simply. And there's been some really good players on offense through the years. Um, but this guy, you know, first round pick, Texas A&M, comes in here, nine straight 1,000-yard seasons. He's the second active uh, leading receiver in, in, in yardage, uh, 81 touchdowns in his career. He really has put together what he's going to be by the time he's done um, a Hall of Fame resume. And we'll see if, if that ends up being the case or not. But that's that's the company he's in, and he's an you know instant Ring of Honor guy. I mean, and then off the field, you know, I think they just put out a release uh, yesterday or today, uh, yesterday as you're listening to this. But uh, that you know his foundation, which does unbelievable work, uh, just you know put out uh, hundred seventy thousand dollars worth of scholarships to fifteen. Um, youth and and you know they, they they continue like off the field he's a ten him and his wife um, of course you know his story and what he came from and all that and the, the, the abuse and different things that occurred in his life um, his dad being murdered all that and and all he is is a class dude and one hell of a player and and all and also an unselfish guy like if you're looking for a team guy at a position that does not breed them um, you know because receivers tend to be more divas. They have to have the ball thrown to them. They have to beg for it sometimes. That's never been Mike. Mike's always been about winning, and he didn't win for seven years, and he had a ton of quarterbacks, many of whom couldn't really get him the ball. Uh, and even when Tom Brady got here, he was acceptable to, hey, Gronk can come in. Hey, Antonio Brown, no problem. You know, you had Chris Godwin. Like, guys were taking targets away from him right and left, and and he didn't care. He just wanted to win, and when they did, uh, and so now he is in the final year of his contract. And, you know, he signed this thing back in 2018. So he kind of put himself in this position a little bit. Well, you don't turn down money if they're going to offer it, obviously. But it meant that he was going to turn 30, which he did just 10 days ago, uh, and be in the final year of this five-year, $82 million deal that he signed in 2018. So that being said, is there ever a guy that – you want to make a buck for life or re-sign at this stage than Mike Evans. I mean, he has done absolutely everything you, you would want uh, to have him do and still is doing, uh, except they've reached an impasse. And what I wrote was that it appears that, you know what, um, he's playing his last season in Tampa Bay. It's, it's extremely likely now that's the case. And And there's no one reason for it, right? It's like, the Bucks, um, and I'm not. I haven't been part of the negotiations. I've heard numbers, you know, like, um, and and these are starting points for negotiations. But I've heard that that you know the agent might be looking at Cooper Cup money, 
which is you know around twenty five million dollars a year. It's a lot of money for a guy that's just turned thirty. Um, and and frankly, you know, Cooper Cup did that three year deal, and then last year after he signed the deal, he missed eight games um, with an ankle injury, and now he's he's out with a hamstring. Um, and he's the same age as Mike. So, you know, not many receivers play this long. Not any football players play this long. And so you're, you're kind of waiting to see if there's going to be a decline, but Mike has been the most consistent guy, uh, that I've ever covered, especially at that position, fairly durable. Um, and like I said, over 10,000 yards, NFL record, nine straight seasons to start his career with a thousand yards every season. You want to reward this guy. And yet, I'm telling you, Steve, it's not going to happen. I, I just, I don't know how they get out of this because, and and frankly, and the Bucks aren't really talking about this necessarily right now. But it, it but but you, you know, you know, kind of know what they're up against. And and I think a lot of it has to do, in my opinion, with what's gone on in the last three years. And what's happened is when they got Tom Brady, they had to be all in um, because they didn't know a how long he would play and b you're going to do everything you can to win a Super Bowl because you have that chance with Tom Brady. And so they they signed a hell of a lot of veteran players, right? And they gave them a hell of a lot of signing bonuses, and it added a hell of a lot of money to the salary cap. Now, the salary cap's an accounting thing. That that can be solved. But to sign these players, you're using real cash money. And that went on for, you know, three three straight years. Well, I don't think it's a coincidence this year. In fact, I know it's not that they have 13 rookies made this team, including six undrafted dudes. Now think about that. There's 250-something players drafted every year. You've got six guys that couldn't go one through seven rounds that have made your football team, and not just made your football team. Several of them are going to be counted on to play big minutes, big roles. Uh, Are they really good players? Did the scouting department do a good job? Yeah, I think they did. I like these guys. I do. Some of them probably should have been drafted. And that happens every year too. But there there definitely was an intent to get younger. Younger generally means cheaper. And they didn't bring in free agents this year. In fact, they got rid of them, right? They got rid of Donovan Smith. They got rid of um, Leonard Fournette. They got rid of Ryan Suckup. They got rid of dudes. Uh, and that's intentional. They, they, they needed to get back under the salary cap, get their house in order, uh, you know, Brady didn't do him any favors because they took 35 mil of dead money right away from him. And, you know, so they're they're still trying to thread this needle of, hey, we still have some real talent from the Super Bowl team, and but we now we have a bunch of young guys that don't cost much, but but we're in a division we think we can still win. So they're trying to, to have it both ways, which is a hard place to be in the NFL. And even Jason Light said, he goes, you know, anytime you challenge your staff to go find, like I said before, gems at the dollar store, there's kind of an excitement to it. So that statement right in there, right, says you're looking for bargains, man. You're you're not spending the money. So why we, you know, why aren't you spending it on Mike Evans, who has done nothing but but been been everything you could ever ask for in a player? And I think it's just because that he's 30 years old now. Um, He's asking for a lot of money. And then they got guys coming up for renegotiation. You know, Anton Winfield's up after this year. Uh, We know about Devin White. We don't know what the situation is going to be with him, what he's going to want to move on, but he's an unrestricted free agent that they could sign before next March and keep. 
Um, there's going to be other guys coming up in another year, Tristan Wirfs, you know. And oh, by the way, and this is not an insignificant thing at all, by the way, they don't have a quarterback next year, okay? Yeah, Trask is under contract, okay, uh, but he's not starting right now. And if if you're if you don't lose enough games to be in the Derby for one of the top guys in the draft, and you have to go out and get yourself a quarterback, or Mayfield knocks it out of the park and he's a free agent, starting quarterbacks in this league aren't free. They cost a hell of a lot of money, so they haven't really settled that position yet. So you take all of this and put it together, and you go, hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that this is going to get done. Like I. And again, there'll be updates. I think uh, by the you know by Friday morning at some point, um, which will maybe clarify the situation at least on on Evan's side. Um, but it's 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 sad in a way. It's like, gosh, you'd love for, you'd love for Mike Evans to never play in another uniform, um, but that may not happen. It, you know, from a fan standpoint, from a community standpoint, it sucks. Yeah, yeah, it, it sucks. really does. From a from Mike's standpoint, it probably sucks too because he wants to. I'm sure he wants to retire a buck, whenever that is. You know, two no years, question. three years, four years, whatever, whatever he, whatever he wants to hang it up. No question. And I think he'd love to stay in one uniform. I think every player dreams of that. Absolutely. From the Buck standpoint, Jason Light comes from the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick is famous for letting players walk or trading them, even if it's a too year or early. two too a early. A year or two early, yeah. Better to do that than to pay someone too much too late. Yep. Do you realize wide receiver on this team is the second biggest percentage of their cap spend? Oh, they got guys. They got two guys yeah. making over twenty million dollars, and they've been doing. I mean, for years now, wide receiver has been one of the most expensive positions on this team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, Jason Light and. And maybe even the Glazers are part of this, looking at it going, we got two guys making $20 million. Let's go down to one. Yeah, and my and, and Chris Godwin, uh, to that point, he has one more year after this year on his on his three-year, uh, what was it, uh, $60 million deal. But none of it's guaranteed next season. But assuming he stays and he's three years younger than Mike, he's making $20 million and looking for a new deal the way Mike is this year, right? Mm-hmm. So – are you going to extend Mike, then extend Chris, and then you got two receivers making forty-eight, fifty million dollars of your cap for guys that are in year eleven and year eight? You're not talking about young guys, right? So, yeah, the business side of football is real. The hard cap, you know, or not really hard cap, but the cap, the cap is real. Um, they would save money on the salary cap if they could do something. They they need to do something with somebody's contract because they're going to need money for operating expenses, and they could save a lot because Mike right now is costing them more in the salary cap than any player. He's costing them more than $24 million. and the reason is he has renegotiated his deal so many times to give them cap room that they kept pushing money back to the back end of his contract, and now the chickens have come home to roost. Um, so they could actually help their salary cap situation you know, by signing him, um, but... To your point, they've got a lot of things they need to do in these next couple years at different positions that's going to cost them money. And do you want to put $45, $50 million into the wide receiver position with guys in year 11 and year year 8? Well, and and they may be looking at this too. 
Do you want to put that money in the wide receiver position when you don't even know who your quarterback's going to be? That's And that's a big one. You know, right? it's like that's in a, baseball. If your team stinks, why have a great closer? Good point. If you're never, you know. And, you're never going to get to him. Yeah. If you don't know who your quarterback's going to be, mm-hmm. then maybe a wide receiver is an expendable position. And if you do have to go out into the free agency and buy a quarterback, starting quarterbacks mm-hmm. are costing one hell of a lot of money. And right now, at least this year, they don't have anything invested in them. I mean, Trask is on his rookie deal, and, and Mayfield's making $4 million. Now, he could earn more, obviously, if he starts, but but still, he's not going to earn more than eight, and that's almost backup quarterback money. So, you know, from a budget standpoint, that's usually not what you pay quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, think of it this way. Geno Smith, who is often kind of the comp for Baker yeah, Mayfield. Yeah, absolutely. Because of Dave Canales and all this. But yep. if he comes in one and, year. and resurrects mm-hmm. his career here yep. and hits it out of the park, Geno Smith signed a three-year, $75 million contract. If Baker does that here, it's a year later. It's probably more. He's probably going to get closer to thirty. Yeah, yeah. And that and that's the point that I would make if I, you know, if I were Jason Light or somebody. And it's not they're not going to say it, but that that's obviously something they have to think about when you budget. You know, you end up paying the guys that impact the game the most. Well, the quarterback is number one. Guys that affect the quarterback, either you know, pass rushers or. Um, wide receivers who can affect like those guys get paid too. offensive tackles, left tackles like a Tristan Wirfs is going to break the bank. When Tristan Wirfs becomes a free agent or really he probably won't play under his fifth year option. That's a guy they'll probably want to lock up. Mm-hmm. But if he hits it at left tackle the way I think he will this year and he plays at a pro bowl level, guess what? He be, he's going to become the highest paid offensive tackle. And the last time I looked, those guys were making in excess of $30 million a year. So, yeah, I mean, no one's holding a telethon for the Buccaneers or for the Glazers, but I've seen them do this before. This is not unintentional. They are not only getting their house in order from a salary cap standpoint, they're not writing checks right now for guaranteed money and and, and stuff like that. Um, and it's unfortunate because I think Mike is going to fall sort of through the abyss here and through the cracks. Now, one thing that, and, and again, by the time you hear this podcast, there might be a statement or something, I don't know, uh, that clarifies the position uh, of Mike um, from his agent. But, um, you know, the other question would be, well, why not trade him then? You know, it, it is, there might be a team out there, and I don't know who it would be. Let's just throw out, let's just say the Colts, okay? Uh, Anthony Richardson, young quarterback, no wide receivers. Michael Pittman Jr. is about it. Let's say they wanted to go get themselves a veteran wide receiver and they had money to do so. Um, why not trade him? If you're not going to pay him, it's his last year, let him go get that big contract someplace else. You know, that, that might be a fair thing to do. Well, I'm not sure you want, you know, first of all, I don't think you're going to get relative compensation back, right? Like what's somebody going to give you for Mike? They're going to give you a number one, not at 30, probably not. Um, so if you're not going to get fair compensation, and then the other thing is, and this is purely, look, they cut Derek Brooks, okay? This organization said, you're not good enough, we're letting you go. Did the same with Warwick Dunn, who then, you know, went to Atlanta, um, They or he became a free agent. Uh, you know, they've, they traded, or, or rather they cut John Lynch and, and said, he, said he couldn't pass a physical. They traded Warren Sapp or let him go on as a free agent to the Raiders. Like, 
they've let go of iconic players that did not finish their careers here that should have. I mean, Brooks ended up doing it because he just decided it wasn't worth it for him to keep playing. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've been there's been players of that ilk, Hall of Fame players, that they have cut, and I just don't I don't think that they have an interest in trading a Mike Evans, you know, or you know, saying well, well yeah we dealt him or. If he plays out his contract and he's a free agent, then he and them can make a decision whether he's going to be a buck again um, or on his own he can go sign with somebody else. But as far as like why don't you get something for him now, I don't I don't sense any momentum for that. I, well, I really it's the same thing with Devin White. Yeah, same thing. And they exactly. have, they've shown that they're not – Great point. Now, they could, come the trade deadline, that could change things. It could if, change. If, if you get to October and you're out of it, yeah. you know. Maybe at that point they do, but they know they'll also, if those guys sign somewhere else, they'll get compensatory picks. Absolutely, they will. Yeah, absolutely they will. So it's it's sad because, I mean, I, I'm telling you, they've done this a long time, and there's not many players slash people, the combination of that. They just don't exist that have been on this in this franchise that are more deserving, uh, that are better in the community, that, that just get it, that are unselfish, that are all about winning, like every single check mark um, that you'd want uh, is is part of Mike Evans. and um, But, you know, he did sign a five-year deal. Um, if he'd have signed a three-year deal or a four-year deal back in the day, it, it probably would have made it easier uh, from an age standpoint for him to get this third, you know, this third contract. Um, but he, he took the longer-term deal at the time. So, um, you know, that's sort of on him too. But we'll see where it works out. It's just it's interesting, and, and like I said, these things are fluid. They change all the time. Um, you're one phone call away from reaching some kind of an agreement, um, and you never really – like you look at the numbers and you go, well, $25 million, I Who told you that? Well, well you know, you got to negotiate that, right? Like if, if I – you know, if I'm negotiating and I want – 21 million i'm not starting at 21 million <laughs> okay so uh from what i understand i i don't believe that the bucks have really responded to anything like i don't think they've said well how about this like it's just kind of yeah well, we're not we're not doing that number you know and, and i don't think anything's really progressed and and that's got to be that can be frustrating too but in the meantime mike is prepared like he always has I think he looks great. He had a little bit of a groin strain the other day, but he's he's back. He's better, and he's got his weight down. And he, and he just he's he's made play after play in training camp. I know we didn't see him in the preseason; they wouldn't play him, but um, not not just because he had the groin strain, but also there's just no reason to put him out there in in simple, you know, pretty basic situations. But um, but yeah, it's it, it'll be if it's contract year. And and he plays as hard as he does anyway. Uh, those two things should uh, you know should pave the way if uh, if this offense is any good to for Mike Evans to have uh, a lot of catches in a, in a big year. But we'll see. All right, before we continue here, uh, and I don't have to remind you of this because it's literally just happened. It is hurricane season in Florida, and it's not going to stop anytime soon. So the good news is that you can keep your power on without breaking the bank. Probably a lot of people lost power. Well. You can keep it on with solar battery backup power. There's no fuel cost to run it, no loud generator noise, no annual maintenance cost, and May Electric Solar, our sponsors, offer a 15-year warranty 
on their solar battery backup. Plus, solar battery backup saves you hundreds of dollars each and every month. If you lose power, a generator that you may or may not have can cost you over $2,000 a week just to run. Well, solar battery systems uh, qualify for a 30% tax credit for new systems or for adding a battery to your existing in-phase solar system. You also get that 30% tax credit. Trust the pros in solar. To learn more about May Electric Solar's battery backup or to get started, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. You know what's uh, interesting about baseball, and I, I saw this mark that Randy Rosarena has hit um, with uh, three straight seasons of 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases. I can remember, it doesn't seem that long ago because I played with a guy that did it a number of times, where 30 home runs and 30 stolen bases made you a superstar, right, if you did that in mm-hmm. the same year. And Randy Rosarena has now become the first Ray, I don't know if he's the first player, his first Ray mm-hmm. to go 20, 20, three years in a row. That's pretty damn good consistency when you consider what he did as a rookie and, of course, the postseason he had and everything. But, yeah, 20, 20, three straight years. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, you know, and, and he's getting back to – and the Rays have what won six series in a row now. Six in a row, yeah. They're a game and a half behind the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be in Cleveland this weekend for a series. But Randy's getting back to not just driving the ball. Right. Like like the other night, you know, he, he, there was a, he had two strikes on him. Needed to get a run home. The pitch was kind of a little bit outside. Just go, go out and hit it right between the yep. shortstop and third baseman. Yep. You know, didn't need to crush it. You know, mm-hmm. after the home run derby and even leading up to it, it seemed like he was. Over swinging, trying to drive everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, his swing gets long, and you mm-hmm. can see it get long when he's just like, you know, from the from the heels, man. But when he starts to to take what the pitcher gives him, yeah. that's when you know he's on. And lately, Back he's through been, the middle. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been he's been great of late. Um, yeah. And and you know part of why the Rays have won six straight series and oh no doubt. And are catching up on the Orioles now. I mean, like I said, they're a game and a half back now, as we're you know entering September. Well, they're all they're all hitterish, as Joe Madden would say, at the right time. They're all swinging mm-hmm. the bats really, really well. And and Josh Lowe has been one of those guys. Brandon Lau, two has been outs one of with those runners guys. in scoring position. Josh Lowe has been oh, money, money. And you know what I like about it is, is that that's a guy. Talk about cutting down your swing now. Mm-hmm. He he will he will slap that ball anywhere around the infield if he has to. Yep. Uh, with two strikes, he's one of the better two strike approaches that I've seen, um, and still has power to all fields. So he's done a nice job. And and you know, I mean they've got, you know, Yandy Diaz. He's not going to get MVP votes, but he should. You know, um, he's been phenomenal. I mean, the, you know, from a hitting standpoint, they they had a terrible July, but. They've moved on and uh, moved on from Wander Franco, moved on from all the nonsense and the noise and everything that's going on, and there's more news on him. But, you know, you feel good about what they're doing at the plate right now. The question is, can they do that in the postseason? And mm-hmm. more importantly, will they continue to pitch well? I mean, I, I'm amazed. I really am, even by Ray's standards. I'm still amazed that these guys have lost four-fifths of their rotation, basically. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not just any guys, right? Like Cy Young Award leading guys, right? Mm-hmm. That are out for the year. And 
you're still getting it done on the mound and in the bullpen like nobody's business with I swear to God people you you did not I did not know we're in baseball when the year began. It's remarkable. It really is remarkable what they're able to do with their pitching and 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 still you know keep themselves in game after game after game. It's really something. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, we'll wrap it up. A couple of rapid fire things here we got going on. Um, let's see. First and foremost, I guess we'll check in on the Gator game where they, they're down to a short yardage situation. Uh, it's 24-11, so the mm-hmm. Gator scored. They're now driving, but it's fourth down with a little over two minutes to go. You're listening live, even though you might yes. already know the result of this. You should already know by the time you hear this. <laughs> I'm watching a simultaneous short yardage by Minnesota, who looks like they may not have got it, but there's a flag. It could be a hold. Ten to three in the Big Ten. Yeah, man. Oh, that's that's a face mask. Oh, face mask. Ooh, automatic first down. Minnesota, the flex trying to come back on Nebraska and the Matt rules. Speaking of Nebraska, did you see that volleyball game the other night? Okay, how do you even average? Like, I like volleyball. And I like women's volleyball. Mm-hmm. But how do you get 93,000 people to like it at one time? So they apparently this, this was months ago or maybe even a year ago, they decided to make Volleyball Day in Nebraska. Okay. Which it's very popular. I mean, they, they actually get really good attendance at Nebraska volleyball games. Not 93,000 because they don't well, play in a place that yeah. can hold it. But. Right, 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 right. So they've been promoting this, whatever, and people came from all over the state and who knows all oh over the world. God. It's the most attended women's sporting event ever. That had to be wild. I mean, the court looks like a postage stamp down there, but that had to be wild as a player to like look up and go, there's 93,000 people watching us, man. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Well, in the NCAA uh, uh, volleyball championships this year is at Amelie Arena in December. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Men's and women's or both or just one? Uh, that's a good question. I know the women. I don't know about men. Yeah, uh, we don't care about the men. <laughs> we'll just, who cares? We'll go call Rob Higgins and see what he's got. But, yep. yeah. That's the another national championship, another natty in Tampa. Yep, gotta love that. Hey, I saw the uh, speaking of football. I saw the Houston Cougars have new uniforms for their first are, game in the Big Twelve. Oh, they are so fresh because going to a little bit of their a little tradition for the city of Houston. They are the love you blue Houston Oilers colors. Yes, they're so sharp. Oh, they're beautiful uniforms. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they had Carl Lewis uh, narrate the video. Oh, so neat. Talking yeah. about Houston and its history. and Yeah, it was oh, really cool. awesome. What a great idea. What a great idea, you know, to uh, to honor that and uh, change the color scheme up to the old Oilers. It's just really, really well done. Finally, I was – I got off the podcast last night, I think, with you or whenever we did it. It, it all runs together because I don't sleep. Um, and I, I'm on my uh, Twitter machine. And I come across this ad, and it's a 
Super Bowl quality Lay's potato chip ad. Like when I say quality, I mean first of all, you got to look at who's in it, right? So it's a bunch of Hall of Fame players, and not just any Hall of Fame players. We're talking Dan Marino, Jerry Rice, Emmett Smith. Um, geez, who else was in this thing? Randy Moss. Randy Moss, right? And so these guys all decide, eh, let's come back and play. What do you think? They're sitting around on the couch, and back back they come indeed. And one of the most hysterical moments is when Marino's trying to look at his uh, armband where they got all the plays written, and it's just nothing but blurry. <laughs> he puts on his reading glasses. I'm like, yeah, I can relate to that. Uh, and then, you know, you got Randy Moss, like, you know, making one-handed catches and stuff. Uh, Emmett Smith falling asleep on the bench. So it was hysterical. You go through this whole thing, you know, of of these old guys trying to play and just just getting destroyed uh, because they're old guys. Uh, And yet, um, at the very end, completely unexpected, Tom Brady and um, who was it, his receiver, Edelman, Julian Edelman sitting there, and Brady goes, come back from retirement. Who would do that? And just gives it this rise. (laughs) It is so perfect. Like, I can't tell you the composition of this commercial. Was, and literally, it, it's it's hard to believe it wasn't a Super Bowl commercial because it's it is it is that quality. And to get that many, those guys together, um, of course, Brady and Edelman could have been shot anywhere, but um, just so well done and so funny. And I I tweeted this out. I said, you know, when he started talking like that, I almost felt like I needed to call his agent to make sure he's not being serious because with Tom, you never know. Is this a commercial? Is this real? What do we got here? Um, so yeah, it was, uh, by the way, if this stands as a catch, you talk about an unbelievable catch mm-hmm. that this Minnesota kid had. I don't, I don't think know, it will. I don't I think, think his it's going to stand. I think he's kind of trapped it a little bit. I mean, does he have control right here? Both hands on the ball, foot in the end zone. Do they have to survive the ground rule in the, uh, in college football? I think so. Yeah, it's hard to tell yeah. if he survived the ground there or not. By the way, Florida's going like to lose. They uh, didn't convert the fourth down, so. Oh, no. 24-11 will be the final. We'll be talking about short yardage all week. 24-11, yeah, that's not a great showing. Not a great showing. A lot of things happened, though, first game out and all that. You know, the one I'm looking forward to is the uh, LSU-Florida State game coming up. Yeah, that'll be Sunday Saturday. night in Orlando. Sunday night, yeah. That'll be cool. That's the only ranked matchup in this week one. Is that right? Yep. Huh. Interesting. But, yeah, uh, that's that's and, and Florida State, I think, is, is legit, like, national contender. So if they go out there and lay mm-hmm. an egg, you'd be disappointed. But you can come back from whoever loses this game. That doesn't end your national championship hopes. I mean, they're both. Mm-hmm. It just it makes your your path there a little harder. Makes like, it harder. You, you know, yeah. you have less room for error. Yeah, you go to the bottom of the of the stack already with one mm-hmm. loss, but um, still a lot of ways to go. And it, it's yep. going to be a quality opponent, whoever you lose to, if you lose. So, anyway, um, all right. Well, listen, uh, check out the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com, my story on Mike Evans. It will be updated if there is any, uh, any other new developments that I semi-expect uh, uh, by Friday morning. Um, we got a great weekend of mm-hmm. college football. The Bucks, uh take their last weekend off before they begin preparations for their mm-hmm. season opener against Minnesota Vikings next Sunday. So lots going on, lot to talk about, and we'll be back to do all of that uh, and more on Monday for you. 
Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud, Tempe Times. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>